Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The loud frequency coming from your radio is not a mistake. Do not turn off your radio, but instead turn up your radio as loud as it can go. Do this so we can broadcast this frequency as loud as possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And welcome to another episode of Game Stuff. I'm your gaming gal, Kalai, and with me today is Roberto. What's up, Roberto? Doing okay. And I'm here with Corey. What's up, Corey? Not much. Just uh, doing the same thing. Gaming, just waiting to go back to work. Uh, found out yesterday that the company I work for uh, got sold to another company, so that's going to be interesting. So we'll just play it by ear and see where she goes. Uh, for those of you that are new to our podcast, we are a conversational podcast by gamers, for gamers, about gaming. This week's topic of the show, we changed it the last minute because you guys gave us more questions, which confuses the hell out of me. I post about questions for our episode and I get nothing. Joe, bam, 20 questions. Hey, Corey, Corey. made this point. Corey made this post, the first post I've made in like a year and a half on the channel and bam, questions. So, all right. Uh, oh, let's go into our backlog beatdown and see how everybody's doing. Um, let's see. So, we have JT with 59, Joseph Priestley with 34, Daryl with 31, CJ with 24, Roberta with 19, who's beating me by one, by the way. James McCall at 18, Kali at 18, that's me. Tricky Meek at 14, uh, Gareth at 11, Homer gets stuffed at 9, Levi at 9, Glenn Ori at 7, T-Bird at 4, Andrew Millamoss at 3, Jib at 3, Derek at 1, Joshua Craps at 1. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I still have, how do I still have Joe's name spelled wrong? He's at 35. Oh. Uh, I have to go figure that out. Um, Corey's still at 1. Oh, hey, actually, Corey. I figured it out. I, I totaled it all up, so we came to a conclusion that uh, when I initially bought my Switch, uh, it was a, a Christmas-slash-birthday present from Kathy, with the original games that I bought for it. Minus those original games, I am negative 18. But I haven't added my pluses yet, but I'm negative 18. Okay, so I can't I, your pluses. Yeah, I gotta add my pluses. I'll, I'll get it all together. Um, I'll actually make a whole list and I just hashtag it, and then make Kali just, like, stare at it and wonder why I did something like this to her. and. She'd be like, why'd you make me have to negative everything and then plus everything? And I'll make it all nice and neat for you, Clay. And these are all games you bought 18 games just in 2020. Yes. <laughs> Simon is at one, Veronica minus one, Zachary at minus one, and Daniel Jones is at minus three. So. All right. Let's get into what we've been playing. Roberto, are you playing anything fun this week? All right. Uh, uh, um, sorry. Okay, a bunch of stuff. Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, let Corey go first. I gotta collect my thoughts. All right, Corey, go for it. Okay, so um, this week I started playing some interesting games. I mean, 
I uh, ended up purchasing, I think, Roberto, I'll leave this actually to the end because I think you have some closing comments on this. I ended up buying one of my negatives, uh, Mario and Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle. I think that's what it's called on the Switch. What a great game. Little tactics, little Rabbids, little Mario. Fun and exciting. I love the idea that it's not like most tactics games where you're having to worry about leveling up each character properly and all that garbage that you usually have to worry about it's on the idea that every battle it has its own um it's just its own achievement complete the battle in so many turns without your guys dying get a gold medal woo um it may, it's interesting combat i love the idea that it adds a dash mechanic a jump mechanic so it keeps it still like the old mario games so that's a real fun and exciting game and right now it's it keeps on popping on switch on sale and i mean for people who haven't picked it up you should really pick up this game um wait real quick oh, comment oh i i do love the humor in that game as well yes the humor is hilarious i love the rabbit games for that i really was hoping that at some point we're getting another rabbits games like me and my brother loved those games on the switch that was like or the the wii the original wii those games were like the best party games ever the most random shit like here shake a bottle and then you gotta chug a bottle of you gotta shake the the bottle so you can make a bunch of carbonation and then the rabbit drinks it and then he shoots halfway across Paris and destroys half the world. It's just the fun and exciting games. Um another game, uh I helped Joe beat uh, Saints Row Four. For you those who don't know, Saints Four uh, Reelected is a cooperative full campaign. What a great game to be cooperative because uh most cooperative campaigns are based on the idea that if I join somebody else's game i can be this overpowered piece of person and just destroy the game and joe's like oh man Corey, you kind of ruined the experience for me whereas this game really kind of makes it uh the same if i if joe doesn't have a power that i have i don't get that power i have to wait for joe to unlock it um if i find a collectible joe gets that collectible if i unlock a store joe gets that store if joe finds a collectible i don't have he gets it it's a great cooperative game that we can all play together uh which is real fun especially uh you know, having that fun time. We're really playing cooperative games right now is a real fun experience for us. Um, another game uh, that I played. Now, I know Roberto probably hasn't heard of this game. It's a it's a stealth release on the PS4. It's free. <laughs> it's a free one. One of those more free games. I'm going to call this like I found something Roberto's never heard of uh, category. <laughs> this go- game is called uh, White Boys with Attitude. <laughs> love that face i've never seen roberto make that face and it's called uh bringing home the money now what this is is it it does have now it is a free game released on tuesday last tuesday it has a, a trophy list there's no platinum but it has a trophy list it is an interactive music video game by the the white boys with attitude and and just to let everybody know uh boys is b-o-y-z and wit is w-i-t so um just get a little backstory about these guys i read i read their profile and i really like what they uh came out with so just a little quick paragraph about this band uh they were founded in 2007 after the hearing the boy crank that by soldier boy and they thought to themselves they were convinced that they could make something just as good if not better. They put out four albums, which are called Mount Vernon, Illinois Music Scene, WWA hopes to bring hip-hop back to its roots 
with banging beats, epic flows, and focus on lyricism. The group is made of two guys. They're friends, both white, obviously. Um, with they both worked on a farm together, and the name they the rap names they go by is Doctor White and Crushed Ice. <laughs> That's um, and, wow. Uh, and now, now this is a ri- now this is a rhythm game. Kind of. So <laughs> they they came out with the the Pursuit of Money was one of their new songs. You can buy the whole album as a DLC. In the first uh, game, uh, they teach you very simple moves with the move controller, which is moving left, then to right, uh, moving in a circle, and then uh, going up high right and up high left. Um, and you do that for the first song. The second song, you're in a, a, a farm car that can shoot rockets, and you have to save all the animals. But it's a 2D side roller. And it's free. It came out on May 22nd, 2020. Has an average 4 out of 5 star rating of out of Whew! 272 ratings. Oh man, I tell you. it's pretty significant. I mean, from what I've seen from this, if you can get 100% trophies in this, you are a god. But I mean, the reason what you know what this game is just I I don't know I have to maybe like get a show together and bring these guys on to figure out if they're trying to be a comedy act or if this is actually them being serious because the entire like the the one song called Pour It On Me is just a video with them being in white shirts with an Excel spreadsheet behind them pouring grape juice on themselves so so I don't know what to expect but. Now off the topic of a game Roberto's never heard of, let's talk about a game that Roberto has played. Maneater. I picked this up. What a I, great game. I haven't started it yet, actually. You yeah. haven't started it. Roberto, you're a shark. Open world, eating everything. I know, it's just I a- know. I, um, <laughs> this weekend was, uh, was busy for me. And then uh, my brother turned 44 uh, yesterday, so that completely... Uh, stop my advances there but um yeah but i've been mean to play it just because like you said you're a shark and you just eat everybody and do everything and it's a lot of fun the um, idea that i really thought this game and just to just to give a little background on it, i thought this game when it came out was just going to be like one of those like it was gonna be a sandbox where it's like here's an ocean that's just here's an ocean some beaches and you're a shark and go eat people and it's a sandbox like i thought that's all it was going to be and i was excited for it at that point but the idea to find out this thing has story it's got whipty care it's got characters the um um stan from uh rick and morty is the narrator to this show it's fantastic i can't remember his i can't remember his actual name i'm sorry i don't remember names i just remember characters um but it's got a full story. There's different areas. Uh, the whole point is your shark starts out from being a pup to being a, a mega shark. And you start out where, like, in the beginning of the game, I was this tiny pup bull shark that had a trouble eating turtles. Like, I was trying to hate baby turtles, and I was like, oh, God. And, like, having to fight barracudas were, like, killing me. And I'm like, what the hell? And then you become giant. Right now, I'm giant elder shark, and I just like, hey, barracuda, chomp, chomp, motherfucker. And then I just eat the shit out of them. And then same with alligators. They used to eat me up all the time. Now I've just 
chop off all the legs and eat them. And then you can evolve your shark into different abilities. And it, it's an RPG. It's open world. And everyone needs to buy this game. This game is amazing. It's made, made by Tripwire. I'm trying to remember what else they came out with. They they always come out with interesting little games. Chivalry it's and a, Killing Floor uh, 2, as well as Killing the Floor Incursion, which was the VR FPS experience in their first Ah, uh, that's, that's where it they was. Also, I, lo- also I love Viet- Killing Floor. Also Vietnam Rising Storm. So they, they got an interesting pedigree. Yeah, but that's a game to pick up. I mean, that's really what I've been playing. I know me and Joe have a bunch of... Because uh, Joe can't be here. Um, but yeah, uh, me and Joe uh, are going to try to play some other cooperative games I've got listed up. So I'm going to be working on that backlog beatdown because my goal is to at least get to zero uh, by the end of the year here. So, But Roberto, uh, on the end of Maneater, uh, what have you been playing this wonderful week? Okay, so by the time this episode gets around, I should be able, this just should be uh, at a time when the embargo is lifted. So um, I'm going to talk about. Um, uh, Nintendo Switch Direct exclusive uh, that I have in my possession, thankfully, thanks to the wonderful people in Poland. Uh, the game is called Liberated. Anyone? Oh, why does that sound familiar? That sounds familiar. It was in a Nintendo Switch Direct. N- Nintendo Direct of December of 2019. It was at the Polish Games uh... booth. After the year that we've been having, I'd be lucky if I remember yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, huh. Well, um, it was uh, briefly mentioned in the Nintendo Switch Direct of 2019. Um, as like, it was kind of like a headliner, because it, like it was like it had its own trailer like put into the Direct. And it's a game I've been following since PAX East last year. And they, uh, I played it at PAX West. I played it again at East this year. And the game is slated for launch... On June the first, um, or yeah, second t- June second, yeah, two thousand and. So by the time uh, this this releases, then it's going to be out. Yes. So uh, and apparently, apparently, real quick, you can pre-purchase it for sixteen dollars. It's on sale. So far, it's. Um, I'd have to say that while I don't, this isn't a final review by any means. The impressions that I have is that it's worth the sixteen dollars. It's so, a, so what is it? An RTS, it, wait, like a first-person real, shooter. Real quick, it's normally twenty. Is it worth the twenty dollars? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Um, okay. all right. So, uh, Liberated is a dystopian cyberpunk. Uh, I don't even want to call it really cyberpunk. It's a little like cyberpunk. Uh, dystopian side-scroller action adventure, where you are in a fictional city somewhere in America that's under a totalitarian state that's on par with George Orwell's 1984. Everyone is surveillanced. Everyone is scanned. Everyone is... Yes, I see everyone getting their... Like, looking away from the computer and you getting your Nintendo Switch. (laughs) I'm trying to condense the description, people! (laughs) No, no. Monami was meowing at me in the background and I was trying to grab her. Okay, okay. I know, I know. She she wouldn't be quiet. I'm just just joking with you. I'm just joking. (laughs) Because everyone does that. Everybody... Yeah, we pointed that out. But anyways, um, so <laughs> the um, the city is 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 under surveillance and your phone, your computer, your everything is under surveillance. And of course, it's like one of those cases where law and order means freedom. So the game is taking place across graphic novels. So there's a series of graphic novels. They serve as the big chapters and each 
chapter has several levels. Some have cutscenes that you you know that you read in because it's like a comic book or a graphic novel, and then others are interactive where you shoot enemies, navigate at levels, um, solve puzzles, and things like that. So I'm uh, I've completed two chap two big issues. There are several issues of this graphic novel in the game, and so far it's good. It's uh, so starters visually, the game adopts the the noir black and white style. It's uh, so things are a little fuzzy, but uh, it's meant to evoke this kind of pulpy noir setting, and it takes place from multiple angles. So one chapter, you're a rebel guy, and you're fighting against the government. In another chapter, you're a government guy, and you're fighting with the government, and, well, alongside, I should say. And it's interesting, you know, the story, the dimensions, the characters, there's like a whole uh, thought-out world behind all this. The uh, gameplay is pretty typical, like, sta- like pretty what you'd expect. I mean, there's enemies, you shoot them. There's a couple stealth segments where you have to knock them out or you, you can hide and then you can just punch them out when they discover you. There's a few puzzle segments so far where there's like a hacking thing. So, so far, what I like about this is the game has a, a very interesting, distinctive look and the gameplay is solid to uh, match that. And the other thing is the story. Once again, it has that dystopic, feeling um that has this kind and this orwellian-esque sensation to it so it's interesting to see those kind of dimensions approached in a game there was a literal there's other games that approach this and usually they they favor it for just straight up gung-ho action or some kind of rebel rebellion type thing but this one's an interesting take because it's like from other angles of this particular situation and you start to uncover the mystery of how things got the way they were and why things are the way they were. And you start to see, is there going to be a way for this to be uh, resolved? And uh, so that's interesting. So that's, I've been playing that and I've been trying to play it more. I spend a good chunk of Saturday and Sunday on it and I'm hoping to beat it probably by the time the game launches and do a written review for Maroon, uh, for stackup.org. So uh, yeah. Are you, uh, are you about halfway through the game where, you know, or I believe I am. Um, I only see okay. four graphic novels on the table. And I believe that there might, that might be it, but there might be more. I'm not too sure because I, I feel like there's more to the game than four of those graphic novels, and that'd be it, you know. So um, I I have to take a look at it further and see uh, how far it goes. Plus, like I said, I've been looking at this game since see uh, since Pax East 2019, and they have worked on it a lot, and it's gotten better with age and gotten better with over time. You know, it's, it's like, it started off in a certain way and now it's a certain, it's, it's definitely a much better game than it was when it started. So, um, one segment in particular, I had to storm a hideout and I used um, a sentry to plant bombs and then, uh, they went off when the door opened. So then I came in and just like, I, I finished off the rest. So I had to kind of move on in. And another one had me infiltrate a data center and then I had to, do this puzzle on the phone like it was uh hexagons and you had to kind of complete the circuit so little things like that you know it's 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 definitely not just shoot people ask questions later so it's interesting so if if you were to like um for people out there that maybe for example uh obviously don't know too much about this game what game would you recommend like if they like a certain game that you know is like one of those big popular games what would they draw them towards this like so like if they played detroit would this draw them to it or is it more of like if they've played a like the walking dead telltale series would they be drawn to this game or is this more like its own little bread and butter like mashed together and 
if you played something with a cell shading comic book style, yeah, you'd like this. If you played, if you like different uh, like story focused tellings of this type of thing, um, maybe like you probably if you played Detroit, you probably would like this. I mean, it's nowhere. It, it doesn't have the visual powerhouse that Detroit does. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's 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 you know like, it's interesting. Now, is it on also? Is it also going to be on other systems or just Nintendo? I believe it's on PC, but if not, it's uh, not going to be on PS4 and Xbox at this at this time. I imagine it'll move okay. on to migrate to those systems later. But um, it's uh, it was like I said, featured on the Nintendo Direct, so um, I imagine it'll be there for at least six to six months to twelve months. That's good. Yeah. Is 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 there other stuff you've been playing? Concept Destruction on the PlayStation 4. Anyone? And this okay. is? Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Rattalika. It's a Rattalika game. Ah. Uh... It's, uh... So, you might like this, Kalai. I know it has to be... As you can imagine with the title, yes, it does have cars and trucks, but... You're not racing. Oh, I think I saw this, like, you're peer up on the store. You're trying to smash each other. Oh, wait a second. I did hear about this game. I'm sorry, I did hear about this game on Friday night, because I think Daryl reviewed it for Rattalika. Yeah, so it's a it's a game where they decide to make these little cars out of cardboard, and your objective is to smash the hell out of everybody. That's it. <laughs> oh, and that's an easy trophy list, correct? Yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting. I haven't com- I only got forty five percent of the trophies, I haven't completed it yet. Um In like what, twenty minutes? <laughs> Some um <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's something like that or like over because like like right now fifty percent of the of everybody that's played this has gotten the platinum but like you have to win the champion and you have to destroy a rival car in tourism mode and then you have to do this uh, get out of the driving area in the school thing and there's like secrets oh maybe and- it was their maybe it was the other card game that Daryl was reviewing I could be wrong about that so, I saw this on the PlayStation I thought I saw it like peer up and I looked at it and it almost it was at the I think it's where the pictures like um it looks like it's like almost puzzle block cars built together like Jenga blocks well not J- Jenga like like cardboard yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so like okay. It, it's like I, someone yeah. like took cardboard and managed to use origami type precision power and fold and score uh, a car to a cardboard to look like a car. And then you have like a little battery in it and a, uh, a, a like a Duracell battery and like something that winds up and it's, it, they're not meant to be remote, but they're meant to go like, I guess somebody made like a wind up car. Like they made like a wind up car out of cardboard. So I like the visual gotcha. aesthetic. It has like a, like everything feels like a big, it feels like something like out of toy story. So I really like that. And then the music is really good. Um, I posted some video on Twitter. It's a good game. You know, it's something interesting. It's different. It's silly. It's fine. It's, you know, it's laid back. It's not anything that's going to, you know, infuriate you or, or break the bank or anything like that. It's uh, it's a pretty good game so far. You know, it's uh, it was supposed to be released for the Vita also. But uh, right now, due to COVID-19 um, and then also this other nonsense with the European rating board, they like and then on top of like it, they have issues trying to certify Vita games right now. Um, so it, it sucks because it's like, they're like the last real purveyors of Vita games at this time. And, um, they're trying to get more and more stuff to be released on the Vita naturally. And they, you know, between that and the European rating system and the fact that Sony's QA and certification system is like really backed up right now. Like there's, there's, 
games are not getting the release dates and they're not getting uh sent through the sent through the sent through the gate, so to speak. So it's um it's annoying <laughs> to say the very least. Um, play more Cosmic Star Heroin. I need to platinum that and, and get all the secret bosses com- accomplished. Do so. One game I play that I'm a little bit disappointed in, which is very rare for me. And oh. uh, <laughs> have we heard about it? That's what I was gonna say. Have we heard about it? Let's see. Maybe Element Space. No. No. It's basically a really neat tactical strategy game, isometric, that takes place in space, but you're not hunting aliens. You're, it's a big co- government conspiracy among multiple planets and nations of planets. Uh, so it's, it's really neat. It's like a Game of Thrones-ish type of thing happening, but in the cusp of space. And I'll get, I'll get the bad out of the way. They didn't port this well at all. It's a bad port. I was, really, I, I was heartbroken to see how bad the port is. Um, it was originally released for the PC last year. I played it at PAX West. I loved the hell out of it. And I liked how in particular your soldiers are all different, have different abilities. Yeah, some of them carry rifles. And like XCOM, you you can select that rifle or firearm and lay down suppressing fire and do Overwatch and do all those things. However, some soldiers have abilities. Like, there's this one human that has the ability to manipulate fire, and she can just charge in and set a group of soldiers on fire in turn-based t- combat. And there's a robot that can just use hacking abilities to shut down people's shields, because, like, you could have, like, a defense shield, you know, protect you. And even one cool thing was you can get up and close to an enemy and just punch and kick them in, in close-quarters combat, and sometimes that's better than a gun. So it's kind of neat that instead of it just being like a, a like a dumb little smack on the wrist so to speak when you like you'd get in other games it's like an actual close quarters combat CQC action moment so it's pretty cool but like i said the port to this was just not good my my game crashed twice Ooh, i was literally in battle and it, it just like it started chugging and chugging and chugging and then it just said ce3580 error and then um, fortunately, the, the game goes in checkpoints, so it's safe that's a checkpoint, so I was okay with that. And, yeah, that's pretty, and sometimes it, it, like, in another case, I had a cutscene, and the character that was, like, it, that the characters were, to- my, the protagonists were to- speaking to, the character just wasn't there. He disappeared. I'm just like, okay, this is, like, supposed to be, like, a story-driven game, and the guy's not there. Because this game just can't process, like, the already okay graphics that this game has. Like, it sucks because <laughs> I can tell a lot of passion went into this, but just the porting was so, awful. So, like, the Unity problem. I guess so. I, I don't know if it's... I guess it's powered by Unity. I don't know. Um, no, 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 no. Like, the Unity problem, like Assassin's Creed Unity, where the port for PC was so terrible that some... some the During narrative things, there'd be so many glitches that people were going through walls. Someone had no face. Right, right. Good I wouldn't say it's that bad. Problems. I mean, it's, it's, it's functional when it works and everything, and it, it, that's fine. It's just, I wanted it I tried to, to play work better. I want to um, say, I tried to play a game today that was in beta that was also free on the store. Um, some whatever, I think it's like Freak Emotions, I think is what it was called or something. And I launched it. It not only booted me, it logged me onto my PlayStation, logged Kathy out of the PlayStation, closed the game, 
closed it, closed the PlayStation, and then rebooted it back to where you actually have to like press the button to load in, like it just had started up. I'm like, wow, okay, this game's getting deleted. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not putting up with this. You closing me, logging me out, garbage. I got enough crap to pay attention to and do things. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm gonna press forward on it because, like, I like science fiction and I like the story and everything, and I find that to be very fascinating. So at least it's got that going for it. But just, I really wish that it, if this game had to spend nine months more just to be optimized, then it should have spent nine months more to be optimized because otherwise, it just it can be this. This could be a huge turnoff to people. Um, if it happens again, I'll probably email the devs and see if they can do anything about it. They have released patches for it too, so I imagine that the game must have been worse when it came out. Origi- like a few months ago on um on the PlayStation PS4 yeah yeah I mean I know I know for a big fact right now too what a big issue is coming in is with a lot of the problems with this PlayStation in general like I mean I don't I want I don't want to try to put PlayStation down right now because I know Kali's just gonna sit there with her PC flag and be like you don't have yeah. these problems PC motherfucker um but basically like lately if you have a game opened and you go into the store. While you're doing that, and you try to like l- just like cruise around the store, me and Joe have both had it where it crashes the system. Don't know why it does it, but it's 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 weird. We both I've had it happen to me like three or four times so far. I mean, Kalai gets crashes because she gets viruses. I mean, that's really what happens there. Which me and Joe figured out. So me and Joe figured something out because because we we were told one of the big things me and joe listened to the loop bro podcast with kalaya about the special if you guys want to take a listen to that it's a hilarious as shit podcast where kalaya and them talk about the pc pro-life um now one thing that the quote was real quick real quick because daryl does listen to this show snyder cut keep going there we go (laughs) now we can drink another crack another diet coke um Real quick, the the one thing is that the, the one of the comments was that we don't the PC players don't pay to be online. I, I know that was one of the comments. Now the truth is though, like Joe said, PC players pay to have an antivirus every year so they don't get fucked while they're online. Which means mm-hmm. you pay a subscription every year for the same prices that we pay for Game Pass or for PlayStation Plus. Boom, drop mic, drop mic. What you don't pay for your antivirus, Cly? You leaving yourself open? Getting that no, malware, in- getting those viruses. Actually, it's included in my Best Buy service package. Whatever your Best Buy service package, get out of here. That you pay that monthly. That's don't even don't even talk to me about this Best no, Buy. No, I don't. I don't pay that monthly. I pay like two hundred dollars a year. It includes my antivirus, oh, and then pfft. when I need them to wait, when I need them to come out and fix things and install things, it's real cheap for me. I had them come out here, and for fifty dollars, they rewired my entire uh, game room. Because I didn't like the wire, so we literally paid fifty dollars for a guy. He was here for five hours straight. I'm sorry, I don't have collide privilege to afford two hundred dollars a month for Best Buy, Optimum, whatever goddamn service. No, that's that's a year. That's great. That's a year. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the collide privilege money. I pay like twenty five dollars a year. I wait till my my antivirus goes on sale for twenty five bucks a year. But back on the topic of games, real games, not Tax Simulator two thousand and nineteen. I'll let Roberto finish. Um, so then there's that. And another game that I have, um, also under embargo that will be released by the time this pot episode gets out, Miss- yep. Missile C- Command Recharged. Is this just a reduct of Missile Command? 
I was going to ask that. As a matter of fact, uh, kind of. Um, as a matter of fact, Dual Screens uh, seems to have talked about this or reviewed this as well. Hmm. Hmm. What's it on? It looks like Switch? it's on Nintendo Switch. I don't know if it's going to be on any other platform. I think it'll be on PC as well. But uh, Ooh, So you're, review- you're reviewing this? Yeah. I think, honestly, I'm going to probably get the review out for this before I get liberated out, because the only... I have... Uh, it is awesome, but you have to take it as it is. It's here's what, let me explain. Let me just break it down. Okay. Missile Command Recharged is a neon colored missile command. You can play with the controller, but it's fantastic undocked with the touchscreen because then you're just you know holding it like Touching this, right? It. Yeah, like, yeah. As a matter of fact, I went to go get Strollo's um ice cream in West Long Branch on Sunday. And I was like, okay, okay, you know, there's a sick, there's a line. It's one of the most popular ice cream establishments in this area. And I'm waiting online. I'm like, okay, let me just put my mask on, do the social distancing thing. So here I am with my switch, missile here, missile there, just launching missile. It's touchscreen. So I'm just putting, you know, just tapping away, taking a high score, killing, destroying missiles, protecting my city all. And then it's like, okay, next person, you know, so I was like, okay, this is actually better to play in touchscreen mode. Than with a controller. Not that a controller is so, not that is bad, but so what you're telling me is this could be better to be played on mobile. On the go, yeah. Um, okay. I mean, if you have a okay. friend, it's still good. I mean, the control is responsive and everything. It's just so here's here's the thing. It's two ninety nine on the eShop. Oh, now you're talking my language. Or it's free on your phone. Oh, so it is a free game mobile. Yeah, it's a free Good game mobile that was ported. Damn, it's a mobile game that got ported. Uh, yeah, right. the game's not available yet on the Switch, is it? Available May twenty seventh. Right, so, so tomorrow it'll be available tomorrow. So, um, so here's oh, if you're listening to this six days ago, yeah. So <laughs> the issue, it's like, so I guess if it's free on mobile, I don't know if it has any kind of gotcha or anything like that. If it's two ninety nine, like what I've been noticing lately is that some of these ports that get that get ported to the Switch that used to be on mobile are getting rid of the gotcha, and you're just paying the pay the pay the price, right? They're kind of trying to maneuver a game that depends on the gotcha into a game that doesn't want to use gotcha because you're paying full price, like twenty bucks or two ninety nine or whatever, you know. And it's it's like uh, the nice thing at least here is that you play the game. You fire the missiles, you try and destroy, destroy the other missiles. If you lose, you can start off right again right away. You can unlock upgrades to make you fa- hard, like harder, faster. There it goes. God. Oh, God. Death harder, punk. faster, stronger. Higher, further, faster, stronger. There we go. Higher, faster, faster, stronger. Captain Marvel flipped me off. I don't know if it's like not that. used on a TikTok. If it's not used on a TikTok video, I have no idea. No. What, Daft Punk? Come on, Kalai. Yeah, come on. Don't Kali. even go there. Come on, Kali. You, you, you know, we all know, like, you were crunking it to freaking Daft Punk back in the day yeah. around the world and oh, harder, yeah. stronger, Bat faster, stronger. Come on. That boy Slim. Yeah. Smash it, that's not, I don't think that, I don't think that was Daft Punk, was it? Yeah. Around the world. Faster, stronger was Daft Punk. And then Captain Marvel uh, the sort of did that too. And then around the world was Daft Punk. Yes. I know that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Prodigy. Anyway, yeah. All right, let's, let's continue. But anyway, yeah. so, but that's all you get. And I guess for two ninety nine, it's not bad. 
You know, like if you need that couple quick moment distraction to play Missile Command, I feel that that being said, there was a missed opportunity here. And I think that I would love for an opportunity to be expanded. Missile Command is a game that, that holds a lot of history, like a lot of games from Atari do. But this game yep. holds a lot of history. It was a game that was made during the Cold War crisis, Cold War fears of the 1980s. It was a game where you use nuclear missiles to destroy other nuclear missiles. It's a product of the 80s, Reaganism, the Star Wars program that he launched. It was a product of the development of the Murph missile system and Los Angeles class submarines. And Phil Collins with that song, This is the world we live in. Oh, it was a product of a culture of all that. Why couldn't we have had a single, like a, like a hunt, like 50 levels based upon just skins or, or like visual flares based upon these moments in Missile Command? But it's all DLC. I'm going to bet you. So, what I've been seeing with mobile games that move to the Switch is basically. A mobile games nowadays, they go, hey, you can play this game ad-free for $3 or just play it the way it is. And I bet you 5 bucks. there's skins that are going to be into that game where you can buy currency. Maybe they'll be added in later at, through it. Hopefully not. But, I mean, it's really sad when we see games that are classics like Missile Command and they're just like, hey, someone bought the rights to it years ago for like 50 cents and now they're just putting out a $3 game. It's a sad the- day. Like I said, like I feel, I uh, I can imagine, like for example, many years ago there was Guitar Hero Aerosmith, and the campaign was literal interviews with Aerosmith and members of that knew the Aerosmith group, just talking about Aerosmith and where they played from the Apollo Theater to this to that. And I I like that because that's music history to try to tie the music history to the songs that you're playing in the places that you're playing in the game. I thought that was very uh, that was ingenious. That was smart. Even Rocksmith, uh, the, the the rock band. Beatles game did the same thing, you know, like all this, like it was like a, but anyways, before I digress into that, I think you could have done the same thing with this. You know, it's, it's Missile Command. It's, it was released on the Atari. It had that little spinball thing. It was featured in Terminator 2 as a, like a major foreshadowing storytelling element. Like people don't really think much about that moment, but when John Connor's in there and he's, you know, like playing around with the ball and he's shooting missiles, that was the foreshadowing of what Judgment Day is. And at the time, when the movie was released in 1991, the fact that we had a, you know, that we just became friends with the Russians, but we still had tons of nuclear weapons everywhere. It was like trying to tell, like James Cameron trying to tell the audience, like the threat of nuclear weapons is real just because the Cold War is, is over. Just because it doesn't mean that that threat is, is, doesn't exist, you know? And we have to, it's our obligation to, to put an end to nuclear weapons. So anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, before I, I, I know, I, I kind of geeked down in that moment. But my point is, like, we could have had that. We could have had that type of discussion, like, a campaign about that. Um, things of that sort. Maybe if civilians, soldiers, Russian military played the game, perhaps when the game came out, we could have had something more placed into that. I, I don't know. I just think there could have been more to it. And not to mention that in 1999 or 2000, there was a Missile Command video game for PS1 where you defend your your planet. And then you go to the alien planet and fire missiles onto their missile defense systems and blow it up. I, it just, there was a missed opportunity. There was a game called Titan Attacks that did the same thing with for Missile Command. Yeah, for the Vita. And, but you fought giant bosses. I thought that was really cool. So I don't know why we never did that. But, Who knows, Roberto? Yeah. but you it's, know, just a ca- it's, it's just a cash grab, I think, with a lot of these games that sometimes hit the Switch. 
Yeah. It's literally yeah. like, oh, I played that back in the day. I bought a Switch because I like to play my old Nintendo games. I remember Nintendo. Oh, Missile Command. I remember that when I was a tiny child. I mean, and not to, uh, if I may just add a closing comment here, like, seriously, even like Battlezone. Battlezone, here's something you probably don't know. Battlezone, as you know, I, I mentioned that game last week. The game had that periscope at the arcades, and you had to stick your head in the, in the periscope and look around to find enemy tanks, which, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, you sterilize the hell out of that periscope thing because, you know, people's noses are up to it. But, uh, yeah, you can, like, move around, and everything was, like, in that, L- that vector-based graphics. The tanks looked out, they were made out of lines, right? Mm-hmm. The U.S. military took a modified version of Battlezone and, and train the military customed it into yeah uh the tra- to train to to learn how to use the m1 fighting the there's the m2 abrams battle tank the big train or battle tank and then there's the m1 bradley the small little scout tank so it was actually used to train operators of that vehicle for combat and um they they also inputted some conditions and things like that so like it's kind of like that you probably like the people listening probably didn't know that and i think that's a piece of history that the u.s military was involved in an Atari video game, you know? And I think that honestly, like we could have like, just that's the kind of thing I would have done more with missile command. Instead of it's just being, here's the game. That's it. You know, like it's history and they totally could have done it. I mean, they're, they're going to make Atari hotels. They have the money for it, but otherwise I'd say for two ninety nine, you can't go wrong. It's fun. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Especially if you're on the go commuting or at an office. So that's, uh, like Forrest Gump. That's all I have to say about that. Um, and that's it for the most part. Um, just uh, just wrapping. Just I'm gonna make some just quick mentions here. Uh, River Bond slain one of the bosses with that with my uh, nephew uh, yesterday. Oh, the godson yesterday for uh, which was cool. It was like the first time I'd seen my godson in like a month. So we um, we conquered the uh, giant uh, laser shooting crab. Stardust Galaxy Warriors got through two levels with my niece and godson on that one. It's Galaxy Champions TV. TT Isle of Man 2, which is a motorcycle racing video game. It's hard. I gotta play it more to try and before I can give you a, a better sense of what it is. And finally, Red Wings Aces of the Sky, which is an aerial World War I combat game. So cool. um, I'll go into that one a little more specifically. How about you, Kalai? So what, what have you been up to? I had a four-day weekend, and I binged on the couch, Children of Morta. I beat the game on Xbox with Jim. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just say you beat the game on, on an Xbox? Are you, yeah. are you saying this correctly, Kalaya? I'm pretty sure that this sounds pretty weird. I mean, you got your Steam machine linking up and doing things and beeping and booping and graphic cards and hearsay, but you beat it on well, your Xbox. Well, the game is only couch co-op, so oh. yeah, which is how we played it with us the other day. But it's also on Game Pass on PC, so we downloaded it to Jim's computer, which is also a powerhouse of a computer, and played on a 65-inch television. Good lord. And, yeah, and we beat the game. We literally sat on the couch all weekend long and played. Uh amazing game i had so much fun i'm going to be replaying it on the steam account so i will be playing it on my steam machine as well kalai the one that plays games on everything twice i do well actually i you know because the way steam works is is it's 
they cross save it so you could start on one machine and work on another so i really back and forth. they cross saved yeah. it between the so is it is it actually cross saved like for all consoles like i can buy my ps4 and play on my switch no it's it's cross saved specifically on steam steam has a cloud save so you save it oh, to steam okay, and you go okay 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 got so it. i play it downstairs on my laptop while we're watching oh TV. and then you come upstairs and you play on your desktop gotcha collide privilege yeah. having two computers gotcha okay continue <laughs> You're using that word quite a lot, Kali privilege. Uh, that's that's you know what? It's 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 the running gig. I mean this has it's been from... since episode what, six? Episode yes, six. Whatever we... episode Corey showed up on, he started this whole thing about Kali privilege because It was just funny how we about, yeah. we talk about Kali things. That we even had an episode. I can't remember what episode. If you guys want to listen back, me and Joe actually had an entire episode called Kali Privilege, if I'm correct, and we literally just talked about all the things it's in all honesty it's not real privilege it's just the idea that we call it kali privilege just for the sole purpose because kali is one of those people just like everybody else that you know likes new things and but the nice thing about the thing people that don't know uh kali is also one of the nicest people around so when it comes to kali privilege whenever kali buys something new she always gives away her old stuff she doesn't try to sell it to make money back she just gives it away or she gifts it or she says okay here's my you know whatever giant ass tv that i paid oodles of money for here's it for 50 bucks and you can carry it out of my house so like kali really when we talk about kali privilege it's actually more the idea that everybody around kali gets the privilege we just call it kali privilege because at some point it benefits everyone around her so like yeah what was it the other day I, I called you on Discord and you were giving away one of your mugs that you had, with the, which is the same mug your friend had. And you're like, hey, well, I have an, one that I don't use anymore. Here you go. Collide privilege. Yeah, I get I was cleaning out my mug collection because I have a lot of mugs from like Loot Crate. And I mean, getting newer mugs that I like better. So I was like, oh, I was gifting like I got I have a Last of Us mug that I was going to send to Tricky. I got to send that out to him. I just haven't had a Collide privilege. Yeah, exactly. When I got uh, see the way the way Clyde Privilege works is Clyde wants something new like a 4K TV to go with her 4K uh, her Pro. So I got the new TV and Jim's like, "Well, what are you gonna do with it?" Well, I think I sold it for Joe for like fifty bucks or hundred bucks, and he carried it away. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. And then Jim got bored of his PlayStation, so I knew Corey needed his PlayStation, so I sent him. He's waiting to get that. So like. Or, like, the books I get that I don't want out of, like, uh, the Loot Crate. Because I still have that book for you whenever we back, back together. The, stu- the Spongebob one. That I could care less about. Hmm. Collide privilege. It's so like it's Santa Claus. Through. It's like Santa Claus. Just called Collide and not in a red suit and not fat. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I, I caught myself there, eh? Yeah, good thing this is uh, an. We could just be like, "Oh, good thing this is an audio podcast, and nobody can see it." Because you know, just oh man, sometimes Clyde walks in, can't fit through the door. No, <laughs> who knows? For everybody thinks I'm just a Canadian guy up here with a big giant beard, eating poutines, and has French fries stuck between everything, and you know, like lumberjack outfit, and I'm sitting here with a beaver beside me. For all people think. I mean, if you guys joined our our Facebook group, you would understand that that's not how I look because you guys should be joining that shit and posting and seeing things. And uh, I know my pictures are out of date from uh, like 10 years ago, but still, 
you can join and see us as real people and talk to us and put questions in and all that fun stuff because, you know, we do this for you guys. Can I finish what I've been playing? I'm yeah. You off. Uh, um, okay. Uh, I played Civ on Sunday. We had a nice 12-hour game of Civ. Um, I was doing pretty good of uh, spreading my religion to everybody because nobody was paying attention to me. So now everybody's getting turned to my religion. So I might have a religious victory. So we'll see. Uh, and then Sunday I get to play um, golf with friends. Have you guys played this game? I want to buy it so bad, but I don't have any friends to play it because no one wants to buy it. Um, oh, I totally bought it. You should come play it with uh, us. Did you play Bun? Oh, see, you, you, you had me for about five seconds there until you said the word PC. Because we've already gone over this, Kalai. My computer can't run crap. It's like bogging oh. down having Discord and Audacity open at the same time as bogging it down. I can't even open Chrome to look things up. I have to use my phone because it's faster. What were you going to say, Roberto? That, um... <laughs> no, that, um... That uh, the golf game sounded pretty cool. I, I've been meaning to try and see if I can get a, a key for that, but uh, it looked different, you know? Um, it, it's, cr- it's absolutely crazy. Like, I did terrible. And you know what it does have, though? Couch Co-op Play with Steam. Uh, and you know what else it has? on? I, I can't believe it has Couch Co-op on, like, single player on this, too, and it's, like, split screen, like, six people or something like that. Now, one question I have for you, Kalai, because the description on PlayStation said there's nine courses. Now, is that nine full courses of, like, nine holes, or are we just talking about nine holes? No, full courses, 18 holes. Oh, boy, okay, that because that was where I was like, do I spend the money, take a negative one, Morty down in the hole, do I buy this and sit there with my, like, you know, and only have nine holes to play on? Because it wasn't really too descriptive, it's like nine courses, and I'm like, sometimes they just screw this description stuff up, but, oh, man, I can't wait now. Well, you know, plus everybody plays at the same time. I know. That's the best part about it. Everyone's hitting each other's balls. You get power-ups. Yeah. You get everything else. It's just full chaos. It's like it's like when you go play mini-golf and you have, like... Has anyone ever gone to play mini-golf with young children? It's the same thing. Where mm-hmm. one hits their ball and they're like, I'm going to go hit my ball. And they're all running towards their ball trying to hit and you're trying to, like, putt in. It's, it's the same yeah. craziness and onslaught yeah. of madness. Yeah, so I had I had a lot of fun. I played with people with my friends over the internet because of course, you know, with COVID, we're trying to find stuff to do, get together, drink. So I totally drank during it because I think that's what you're supposed to do in golf is drink. Oh, uh, that that is exactly what you do. But I mean that's pretty much all I've been playing. I haven't had a lot of time this week for stuff because I've been exhausted from work. Uh but let's jump into our questions because apparently people have questions. Oh boy. Sure, mm-hmm. so do they. Now, Roberto, did you look at any of these questions before? I'm just trying to judge how surprised you're going to be when the first one... I already saw the other one. I, I looked. Uh, uh, Matt has okay. a very particular one that he asked for me. So, Matt Murray says, when, when the fuck is Roberto going to play an actual Elder Scrolls game instead of the trash port of a mobile game? Oh, boy, Matt. I hope you're doing well, and by the way. Um, and you're safe follow, and sound. Followed by Pew Pew Pew. Gif. Okay, well, there's a couple of things that, um, I, 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 it's like, I, like, you know, like, well, I, I mentioned here at the beginning of the, before the show started, that, um, I've been cleaning a lot, and I've been trying to, and I did come across a legendary edition of Skyrim for the what? PlayStation 3. So, 
I know the PS3, though, was rife with issues, and I don't know if those issues have been rectified. Uh, they have I not. See. I'm going to tell you right now, they have not. Jeez. I tried to play my old file on PS3. They have not. You're better, you're better off just playing it either on some of the best platforms, probably Switch, because you can have uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, get up on your character. That's number one. Number two would be PlayStation VR, because you can play it in VR and get super sick. <laughs> right, yeah. Or number three is Alexa. All right, that yeah, you have so, so I eat all the cheese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 like I said, I've been mean to try and either play like get the PS4 version, which I know was like it, 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 it absolutely conquers all the issues that were there, or um, get the Switch version. But I'm just kind of like I'm in a holding pattern right now with games because we're in the beatdown, and um, I kind of want to see if I can Go try ahead. and get like a, what my prospects are for employment. So, um. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of that, but uh, I do want to play that. But it's like what I said last week. It's just I get overwhelmed, you know. And it's like there's like it's like with Fallout Three. Like I played the I played the first two hours of Fallout Three, and it's like you can do the, this expansion and that expansion and this expansion. It's like oh my god, I just started the game, like you know. And then I and it's like Parmy wants to get the power armor and all that stuff, and it's like you have to hunt the power armor, and then there's these giant crab things that kill you instantly and shit. And I'm just like, no, I'm not. Yeah, Fallout know. 3 is, is nowhere close to as... Uh, Fallout in general is always more uh, demanding and punishing than Elder Scrolls has ever been. Right. I hate, I hate Fallout for that exact reason. Fallout has it where levels became... No, 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 no. I'm not saying I hate Fallout as like an actual thing, Kali. Heart attack over there. I'm saying that Fallout is very much where Fallout abandons the level-up system like Elder Scrolls has, where as you level up, the characters don't level up. They stay the same level. So if you find a level 10 bandit and you're level 30, you're going to just blow its head off and kill it. But because of that, Fallout has the issue of, here's this giant, expansive world. This area right here is full of level 30 crabs. We're not going to tell you they're level 30 until you find one by accident, and it's going to claw you and kill you. Whereas, like, Elder Scrolls has it where everything you see... You can usually tell, do not attack the giants. They are the only thing I will tell you right now. <laughs> they it doesn't matter what level you are. Do not attack a giant. If you they will hit you and hit you out of the game and it doesn't matter what level you are. They do not follow that level period. Whereas like I say Fallout, that's the best thing I like about Fallout actually is because your character can become the super beast that just walks up and you get the super blood perk and then you just got a pistol and then you just you have a hundred percent sneak ability, and then you just walk up, and you're like, "Oh, hey, there's a guy over there!" Bang, hit him in the leg. He just explodes into a million pizzas, and you're like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" And then you're like, "Ha! Huh, look at that random dog blow you up!" And then, and then you see like a, a random big titan coming after you, and you're like, "Oh no, it's a behemoth titan that's three times the size of my character." Oh, good thing I have this giant nuka bomb to hit it, and it explodes giant. giant. Oh no, it died instantly. Oh, too bad. Right, and then you, and then but, you. But in Fallout Three, you can nuke a city. You can, you get the choice. Spoiler alert: Kali actually spoils something. Kali, you're terrible. This game is too new, Kali, to talk about spoilers. Should we go on to the next question? <laughs> I guess in closing thoughts, I'll. 
I'll get to it. I want to, like I said, it sounds like you, you know, I should play the PS4 version and or the Switch version, which I hear didn't have any technical issues, and um, it'll happen. It'll happen. I just, especially now, like just catching up on games and also just kind of like, and also like the just in tribute to the Skyrim grandma because like she's going through a rough time, and I want to be able to play, you know, just uh, play like the game and share like how great it is as a first timer in support of. Skyrim Grandma. Justice for Skyrim Grandma. Yep. And if you want, uh, if you play on Steam, which is the cheapest on it, you can get a Macho Man Randy Savage Dragon mod. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, I don't know. Is that better than the uh, Thomas the Tank Engine mod? Ooh, that's a tough one. I do like it whenever the dragon, you know, bursts fires and shoots fire. He goes, oh yeah! And then just lights everything <laughs> on fire. I mean, the Thomas the Tank Engine's pretty hilarious too, but I mean, they do have mods on PS4 as well now, but not as well as the PC. The PC is just hilarious with the mods. The, the mod community there is just hilarious. I will admit that is one thing that PC has better. Cough, cough. All right, next next uh, question comes from Daniel Jones. What are some things that can make gaming a chore for you? For me, it's starting two open world games back to back. For me, yeah. uh, oh, okay, Roberto. No, no, you, you go first. Like so, yeah, I was gonna say first. for me, for me, making a chore, um, it, it's basically I find that it's trying to trophies. Actually, are one of the things I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now because the last couple of weeks, uh, me and Joe both have had kind of this revelation of not doing trophies, and it's kind of nice to just play a game just to play it. And if we get a trophy out of it, it's more exciting and you know fun, and we can have the Daryl excitement of you know getting trophies on their show and you know where it's big giant excitement whereas um for me the problem i have is like when it comes to trophies when you're trying to hunt trophies or having to replay games that you've already played to get trophies um is a big one that's a chore for me where i feel like i want like fine right now i want that i want the final fantasy 7 platinum remake but man, having to go back through all those levels and see all the cutscenes and do all that and it's like i've already done this I don't want to do this again just to get those trophies but i really want to do it and so it's more or less you're having to actually plan it out to get the time for it for sure right for me a chore would be it could probably be like like you said trophies a little bit you know it could possibly be like just grinding and grinding something just to try and 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 you know get get somewhere and then like you're, you're tempted to make a shortcut like some of these uh larger games like uh like assassin's creed odyssey i read they the original games are great and then they just implemented this whole thing where you can either grind for hours to get something to continue or you can just gotcha and it's like i'm like come on don't do that to me you know with the gotcha stuff um i i guess like well, I remember back when I played Kingdom Hearts, the first one, like, I had to revisit World so many times just to be able to get the material for the Ultimate Blade, and that was, holy smokes, was that pain in the butt. Um, kind of that, like, just that, like, endless grinding and things like that. I mean, that's a little different if they have, like, the items that you need inside of, like, a store that you can just buy, but I think it's just, it's kind of like that grind is just it's what really is a pain in the butt. It's just like, yeah, and it just discourages you from continuing. Uh, for me, it's definitely grinding that doesn't involve questing. So, like, if I have to go out and kill 100 bugs, kill me now. 
the five quests that help me level, at least I'm doing something interesting and I don't notice it. Gotcha. Uh, the other thing that probably is a chore for me is cleaning my systems because I do have cats. So oh, cat I hear you. Yeah. Get into all my systems. So, like, I have to do all that. In fact, this weekend I took out the filter of my computer just to, like, clean that stuff up. So. Uh, next question comes from Stephen Fontana. When do you guys think you'll do a week of cross episodes with dual screens? Now, are we talking a whole week? Because, like, seven, seven days, seven episodes, seven madness of dual screens and game stuff? That'd be sweet. I have no idea. That would be sweet. I, I don't know if he could handle us for that many days. I mean, you guys can barely handle me for, like, two hours. So, I mean, probably. I mean, I can see how fast I can break everybody. Uh, Soon as possible. Roberto. Uh, well, um, I would imagine sometime soon. I mean, like, it's summertime now, and just, you know, people are, we're kind of, like, in a more active state now, but, you know, they're still encouraging us to stay home, so, um, perhaps, you know, I'd say, like, sometime in June or July. Even Fontana then says, what is the absolute must-have PC game you cannot play anywhere else? I just got a PC and need a recommendation. Now, I know there's a couple comments on this, so just before we start, um, uh, Matt Murray was right in there with a whole bunch of stuff. He says, RimWorld, Kingdoms and Castles, uh, Audio Surf, The Stalker Series, Devil Daggers, uh, Factoro, They All Are Billions, and Anti-Chamber. Um, and then, uh, Katie uh, said League of Legends. And then uh, Joe himself commented on Wink Simulator. So I don't know how real Joe's is. I know there's a game where you can poop off a roof onto people, but... No, it's pretty real. real. It is real? Jesus. It's called actually Wanker. Gotcha. I know there's the one where, like, you, you have the... I can't remember what the one's called where you have dicks and butts. And you have to, like... That's a weird game. Genital jousting. That's it. Mm-hmm. See, I remember. It's interesting that you remember the name to that, Roberto. <laughs> no, it, man, that game. It's like because I saw that on Twitter and Devolver was promoting. I thought like this is the kind of thing. This is what indie games are all about. You know, breaking that that norm and doing something different. And I know people are gonna look at the surface letter and be like, "Haha, peepees, penises, haha," but I see it as kind of like a a sex positive and also sex educational kind of video game, you know, like just you play around that, you know, there's nothing, it's not, it's tab, like I know people see it as taboo, but you know, it's something that the human body, the male human body does have, you know, so it's like, it's silly, but it's actually really creative, you know, with like it being soccer and all that stuff, like it's not something that you want to play with like in front of people who are normies, you know what I'm saying? But for like, you know, your best friend or college or something like that, you know, or if you got a partner in your life, yeah, it's fun. It's silly. <laughs> so it's it's cool. So any games that you would recommend there, Roberto? For PC? PC only, yeah, PC only games. Uh this is tough. Oh my god. I can't begin to tell you how many times I've seen a Steam only or a PC only game, and I've like looked and said, "My God, I wish I w- I could have it." 
Oh my god, there was this one game that this one guy made, and it was like a giant planetary battle with warships in space, and I was like, oh my Planetfall? god, that was so cool. No. Pa- Planetfall um, is pretty, the original Planetfall. No, it was something else. Um, There's a bunch of space shooters for it too, and there's a bunch of mech games for it also. Uh, there was EVE like, Online. No, it was something else, but I can't, there was Battletech, I played a Battletech game. Back at PAX West 2016, I thought that it was, it's only been on PC, but I thought this was, like, a really cool game. Uh, on Xbox as well. Ah. Okay. Got ported. So, and, on to- and on top of that, it's, it's on Game Pass. For anybody that has Game Pass. Oh, okay. So, one game I would recommend, because I know it's not, uh, it's, oh, actually, it has been ported to consoles. Shit. Now, now, because I know Half-Life sadly did get ported to other consoles. Um, but, uh, that was a long time ago. So, I mean, if Stephen Fontana never played the original Half-Life on the PS2, uh, when it was released to console, and if you never played Half-Life 2 on the Orange Box on PS3 or Xbox 360, those are always great games. Another great game, if you want to play a party fun game, uh, Cly, I know you've heard of this, Mount Your Friends. That's a fun game. And then the other one, I mean, I know Kalai is going to... I'm not going to steal her thunder on the next one. But another one, if you like RTSs, is Total War. What a great game to play on the sense of kind of that that combat simulator in all the Age of Empire games. Like, RTSs are are the way to be on that system, so... I got three recommendations. Okay. FTL, Faster Than Light. That's uh the, that's from the guys I made Into the Breach, which I'm surprised the game hasn't made its way to Switch after Into the Breach being a big success, but uh that's a good one. So you have to manage your sh- spaceship and you have to fight other spaceships and sometimes like your crew could be a saboteur. You have to also maintain your systems and you fight other starships and blow them up. So uh that's a lot of fun. Also, I didn't even think of this, but the the but I what I would do to see these games re-released on console Star Wars X-Wing and Star Wars TIE Fighter. They are fantastic space combat games. I know that it, it, it's, it, it's Star Wars and, you know, you might think, okay, this is going to probably be boring because it's, it's space and it's fi- flying and all that stuff. But the missions are great. The stories are fantastic. It's an excellent, excellent duel, duality. You, you know, obviously, with TIE Fighter, you get to be part of the Empire. So the, that's one uh, big draw there. So, the nice part about PC is a lot of games come to PC first, especially with the early access on Steam. That's number one. Number two, if you have a beast of a system, which it sounds like you might, many games will look better on your PC than they will on the um, PS4 or Xbox, only because of the uncapped frame rate. Most TVs can cap out at 60 frames per second, whereas a lot of... um, monitors cap out a lot higher so me personally if i had the choice of playing a game on ps4 or pc i'll choose pc for the graphics because they're just better to me and it's more realistic so that's my best suggestion and i have one more for Kali that she didn't mention and i'm I'm hurt that she didn't mention it is uh one of the things i know that sadly it is on console but it's not 100% on console. Uh, Civilization, Civilization 6. Uh, if you play the PC version of that compared to console, very different game. 
Really? I well, it's the same game. It's the same game, but the difference is you don't have the customization of what you get on a PC. On PC, you can select, because um, you know Kalai, you can set the amount of years it takes to, to actually have a year go on the game. Uh, you can have a ba- an actual mission with, because uh, I think if I'm correct, don't hold me to it, but you can only play four people max on the console version. All together. Oh. Whereas I know oh. on PC, you can get up to, like, 12, I think, if I'm correct. No, it's not 12. But the maps are also eight. smaller. Yeah, the, but the maps are smaller. You don't get as much. I find it was, uh, there's just, the problem I find is that some ports, like, Civ Six is great. I love the idea of having it portable. But, man, there are so many things that I just wish I had, like, when I first started it, and I had to try to learn all the buttons and everything and figure all the shit out, I'm like... I just remember playing this on PC and it was just like click click space. Click click space. And now it's Oh, how do I get this box in the corner right? How do I touch that? Oh, I have to hold L1 and and then hold X at the same time to get the box in the corner instead of just clicking on it. So there's a lot of things that I think uh Civ Six and there are some games it's one of the games that you say is better to play on PC, I think. To have the Which, optimal. By, by the way, did you see the new expansion yep. for Yep, and I also see, and it's also free on the Epic Store. Yes, not the expansion, but it's only till the 28th, so by the time this episode comes out, it'll be gone. Um, did you see the new apocalyptic mode? No, I did not. I saw the expansion. Apparently, at some point during the game, the game can randomly throw a meter and kill everybody. (laughs) What? That's insane. Because I remember that was my favorite part of the old games, is you would have all these random settings everywhere where it would be randomly causing disasters and stuff. Whereas, like I say, I haven't expanded... Oh, it's built, it's built into the Civ Six game. That's what I mean, but I, like I say, the, 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 the customization of actual games in the console version... I'm playing the Switch version, so maybe it's different on PS4, but there's not a whole lot of customization at all. Like, I can't no, I, I th- do as I'm far as I want. I'm guessing they ported the game from iOS. Oh no! Another port that ruined it. Uh... Well, yeah. that's okay. We'll leave that. We'll go to the next question that Stephen just wanted to answer. Ask us a whole qu- bunch of questions this week. What is your favorite gaming locales? Examples: Lush Forest, Snowy Mountains, Fiery Hellscapes, etc. What? What about the other one? You missed one, Clay. Oh, you're right. I am so sorry. Can we come back to that one since I just yeah. asked this one? Let me see so gaming locales. Hmm. I guess um for me, I guess it would be like lush forest because I hate snow because it makes my character cold in Monster Hunter, and I have to I have to make sure I have hot drinks. And I hate fiery hellscapes because lava. I mean, for me, it'd be like the yeah the kind of this the the nice because he says with the locals like you know just that kind of like that first village in Skyrim. Something that's got a lot of, you know, like a river beside it. It's got forest around it. The people are nice. The guards immediately don't try to be assholes with you. Like, just general nice people. Not everyone's super rich, but that's okay. And I can I can, I can already guess uh, Roberto. So go, Roberto. Um, but probably have to be like, uh, um, maybe like something along the lines of, uh, Definitely, if like a beach, I'd say a beach probably more so than a 
Um, I was gonna guess. I was gonna guess space for you. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Yeah. Well, if we were, if we were going to, to to interstellar stuff, space like futuristic cities, sci-fi type stuff. Um, depending on where you go, it's, yeah, it's really mesmerizing. Whatever you want. It's yeah, whatever, whatever you, you want. want it to be. Yeah, and then uh, but if it has to be something terrestrial, beaches. What about a okay. beach in space? Yeah, that works. But uh, I don't know. I just like space beach. Space beach. Space beach. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that works. All right, Stephen Fontaine asks also, why do we always go left to right in, in games? Because of North America. It's the idea that naturally the natural people read left to right. Uh, when you look anything in sequence, it goes left to right. And Japan is the only place that goes right to left. So naturally, when it has to do something, it's just a natural movement to go left to right instead of uh, right to left. It's pretty much it. It's all science. Well, there you go. The next question comes from some Canadian who says, what game world has the best cuisine? Damn. I was going to say Final Fantasy XV. Because Ingus can cook up any dish you want. You just have to give him whatever. And you got like wild fantasy animals to cook up and your your nice North American classics. I mean, I'll have to agree with Final Fantasy XV because you can get ramen. Heck yes. Sponsored ramen. What about, you, what about you, Roberto? Any dishes you've seen in a game that you're just like, God damn, I wish I had that right now. <laughs> uh, well, I gotta think about the last time I saw anything like that, because most of my games don't involve food. <laughs> um, I mean, even you think about healing items, right? Like, oh, sometimes any- you look at some... Anything. Anything from Vanillaware. So Dragon's That's Crown. That's pretty good. Here, Dragon's Muramasa. Crown. Yeah, the like, Dragon's Crown stuff looks good. Yeah, I and agree. Muramasa especially, like they they always have the best kind of food. I mean, they have like a there was like a steak meal in Odin Sphere that was actually like I'm like, damn, this looks good. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it always tends to be a common thing, like with video games and even anime, the food always looks better. Kind of like the same with cats, like. I was watching a game called anime called uh, uh, the Ma- the Manica's Witch's Bride, and I'm just like, wow, why do all the cats in this? There's a whole episode dedicated to cats and how they have nine lives, and there's like a high, a, they have a kingdom and stuff like that. It's actually really cool. And I'm like, wow, like cats are cute, but they look like kind of nicer and cuter in, in the anime. It's weird, but and they also talk, so it's like I don't get that. Animals, food, people looks nicer in video games and anime sometimes <laughs> also the neptunian games they have pretty good looking cuisine so basically any uh, game what well, we've come to yeah. the conclusion of any game that comes from japan pretty much they're just like hey north american games don't give a shit in skyrim we're eating porridge and cherries and whatever the heck we pick off the ground um, whereas they're like sign chicken chicken off the ground yeah the prisoner <laughs> yeah, there you go whereas <laughs> like food for health <laughs> Japanese games are like, yeah, let's make stuff you actually want to eat. They actually spend time in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Oh, the Neptunia games. I don't. I guess I have to play one of the big standalone ones because I've just played like the, the Net- Action Unleashed, and then I just finished playing the zombie one, and I got Sega son- the, the one with the Sega girls, and I got to play that, and I got Cyber Dimension, and I got another one I got to catch up on, and um. Do they even eat food? Because like they live in a computer world. 
Yes, she is obsessed with pudding. Okay, I got to get to, definitely I got to see what that is because I imagine that I mean we we can have a whole podcast about this that if you live in a video game computer world and your body is now made of light and no longer needs energy, it needs energy but no longer needs food substance. Therefore, you shouldn't get hungry all the time unless you eat you drink energy, kind of like in Tron. But that's besides the point. That's me overthinking. <laughs> Did you right, it just because you want to? Yeah. What's up, Clyde? All right, Levi asks. This question has got to be. You're gonna love this. You're gonna love this question. Levi asks, "Who's each of your favorite up and coming developer?" That's tough because the problem is I don't pay much attention to. Like I'm not in the whole indie game scene, but I mean. I the one that I actually I would like to see that's up and coming and actually is making big moves is uh THQ Nordic. I know they're a bigger company, but the difference is is the idea it was a company of THQ that then bought a bunch of old when THQ went out and THQ Nordic, the company that bought THQ basically came up and bought all their games and everything. But the difference is is that they've been now for the last little while coming up with a bunch of games that were just re-releases or remakes or newer versions of the same games they already had. But now they're coming out with a bunch of new games that are new to THQ, or that's what the quote is, and I'm really kind of looking forward to what they have as a new developer to come through instead of just, here's the old IPs we already have. So. I'd say... I have no... Oh. Oh, go on. Go on, Roberto. I'd say um, anybody from Poland. They seem to be just do- making games and just making them, and they have so much heart and energy in everything they do. I mean, I agree with Corey on THQ Nordic, but every time I go to the Polish game devs, you've got action games, horror games, VR games, RPGs, comedies, visual novels that ha- are breathtaking. There's so much to embrace there with, like, from anybody from Poland, uh, Forever Entertainment. Um, the uh, Akapa, not Akapanura, um, Anshar development, um, so many different developers that are from Poland. And it's like over there, gaming becomes a different type of career and practice. It's not just, we're going to make a game. It's like, they do something different. There's a synergy. There's a family element to it. There's uh, an, an infectious enthusiasm. And it's it's wonderful to see. Um, even right now, like they're they are like when I get I gave the award to the developer behind Liberated, and he was stupid happy I gave it to him and thrilled, you know, because of the fact that his little game and his team's little game, like about this dystopia, um, meant so much to him. The Kablotter people are amazing. They make a lot of breathtaking, heartfelt games. Like one game, I'm kind of scared to finish, but I have to finish it. But I know that it's 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 gonna have a happy ending in my heart. It's Oh god, what was it called? Oh my god, what was Oh, and I played it at Pax West and I forgot Into the something something rabbit. Something something in the rap Oh my god. That, it was a game where it's like you have to it's point and click, but the girl is sadly he's she's sick with an illness and like there's no it's you something best friend rabbit, I think it was called. And it's like you have to help like the girl kinda Like, metaphorically speaking, on the flip side, like, as she's going through this, there's an imagination adventure going through where the rabbit actually has to save this girl from the the elk and and help her out. Oh, I know you're... My Brother Rabbit. That was it. Um, Yeah, PS4, right? 
Yeah, like I got like that. I mean, <laughs> I got to finish that. It, it was a beautiful game to play. Um, at least you know in the first. But I just get scared because I just I don't know if it's gonna have a happy ending or not. And I like I know it will, but I guess it's just because you know with the hospital thing and all that stuff. I've been I've kind of been there a little bit, you know, and um, so it it like freaks me. I mean, I don't want to say it freaks me out, but it's just kind of like. You want there, you want there to be a happy ending, but he even said he told me, Roberto, it'll have a happy ending. It's the kind of game where you want to experience a heartwarming ending, and it's just like, I know, but it's like my like you know, I don't know you want to call it like my experience, but it's like I get nervous, you know, like it's. But my point being, the game has color, substance, and heartwarming passion. It's unforgettable. So, um, yeah, go Poland. <laughs> What about you, uh, Kalai? Uh, Kit Fox Games. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, they're doing a little game called Boyfriend Dungeon. I got to play it at PAX. It's where you get to date your sword. You get to go on dates in dungeons. Did you say date your so, sword? Yes, you have a sword. You take it into the dungeon, that's your date. And then when you come out of the dungeon, it's like a visual novel, and the sword turns into a good-looking man. Is there going to be where I can have the sword turn into a good-looking woman? No. Just a man? Yes. But it's a sword? Yes. I guess you can always say it's always stiff? Yes. Always ready for action? (laughs) Yes. Always straight to the point? Yes. It's the tip of the spear. Yes. Now I see why Kalai wants to play this game so badly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she's saying the that yes a little suggestively. No, it actually was a really good demo. I really am looking forward to this game. Um, because and you date multiple swords at the same time, so you can decide who you're going to take into the dungeon. It's it, it looks cute and it's a unique concept, which I like. So the next the next question comes from Joe, who couldn't be here tonight. What is the best extreme sports game? And I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Skate Two, not Three. Skate Two, um, by EA. Uh, when we're looking at stream sport games, I'm really looking forward to Skater XL when it comes out. I'm hoping to see if I can. I, I mean, I could play it now if I really wanted to on PC, but as we've learned, my PC is not that good. So I'm waiting for the console release. Also, I know to beat Skater XL, uh, Tony Hawk's coming out with the remaster of Two and Three. Which part of me thinks that they're trying to bring it out before Skater XL for reasons, but I mean we'll see how those shape up. I personally like more of the realistic skateboarding games than the unrealistic ones of Tony Hawk, but the Tony Hawk ones have always had, you know, they were the ones that started it. So I mean they always have a place in my heart. So actually, funny story: uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two uh, was the first game I ever played on PC. Surprising nice okay. fact. So, what about you, Roberto? Extreme sports. That's a tough one, because I don't necessarily play a lot of extreme sports, and I've been meaning to try and find more extreme sport games to play, because, you know, my je- my nephew's into them, and I'm sure he's kind of itching to play a sports game, considering that sports are still shut down as of this moment. Um, in terms of an extreme one, I mean, I remember playing NFL Blitz. That was a lot of fun. Oh, Ooh, I have a good one. That's a good um, one. 
because this counts. Uh, Mutant Football League. Yep, yep, that so, does count. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. I played that on my own and uh, on the Switch, and it was just like I just like the the play on the words and the announcer, the authenticity to it all, and like it's just the, the easy way to play it. And it's just like I like those kind of sports games that don't take themselves too terribly seriously. It's kind of like uh, Sandlot or um or uh, what's uh, Little Little Giants. Some of the best nineties, yep. or even you know, Cool Running. Some of the best sports films ever made. Oh, Mighty Ducks, the whole trilogy. So, um, I like games like that. You know, like when I look at a game, it's like Enter Simulator Mode, where your batting average will be calculated, and you could be the manager, and you can make the picks and the drafts, and sign twenty-five multi-million dollar contracts over two years. I'm just like, nah, dog. I don't want to do that. I just want to play baseball, like Ooh, good old-fashioned uh- baseball. Another one was the MLB Street 3 that came out for the PS3. That was a great game. I know that I think that was Joe's pick. I can't remember, but I also like that game. What about you, Kalai? Blood Bowl. That I haven't played, but I heard it was good. Blood what? Bowl? Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. Yeah. Like, what is bowl, this? But blood. I've never actually played the video game, but I have played the miniatures game, which is what it's based off of. Okay. It is, uh, it is Warhammer football, literally. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. See, I I thought you were gonna go with golf with friends because technically that's an extreme sport. Eh, nah. It's not next extreme enough. From, n- next question from Joe is Crash or Spyro. I have to say Crash. Yeah, Crash doesn't. Spyro doesn't have his own kart racing game, so. Crash. Mario. Next question. What is one Nintendo... (laughs) That's a sting. (laughs) What is one Nintendo franchise you would want to be resurrected from the dead? Oh, and we have an actual response to this. So, uh... Daniel... What? Damn it. What? Go. Daniel Jones said star, uh, star topics. Star Tropics. Star Tropics. Sorry. Jeez. And then... Uh, yes. I have one. I don't know who else has one, but... I have one, because I, I thought hard about this, and I'm like, what I want to be resurrected is Mother th- the Mother series. I want another Mother game. And for those who are in Americas, uh, it would be Earthbound. We need another Earthbound or another Mother game. It was a great RPG. And the idea that we continue to have Nintendo tease us with having him in every version of Smash Brothers and continue to tease us with having Mother 3 in Japan only and not having it over here. I personally played, I, I will admit, I had to download a ROM of Mother 3 to experience the game. And it was fully patched with English subs like the Mother f- fans blow my mind how dedicated they are. The idea that they patched an entire game from start to finish with all the words and everything just so people could experience this game. They are the most dedicated fans. There's a huge following. I I just don't understand why Nintendo doesn't just put money in and make another Earthbound game. Come on, Nintendo. Um, I would say Star Fox 64 versus the Star Fox series. Because, like, you have the Switch. It needs to be on the Switch. 
And the handheld mode could be amazing with the, the gyroscope in the system. Didn't we have that? Didn't we have a Switch Star Fox game? Or was it a... Yeah, we had a Switch Star Fox At- game, but it was garbage. No, that was didn't count. Starlink Battle for Atlas. And regrettably, I guess the game did okay sales-wise, but wasn't... I don't know what they're thinking about that, because they even said, like, we had to stop making toys because the toys didn't sell so bad. Good, so... Oh, Wasn't it the yeah. uh, DS was the last Star Fox, like true Star Fox game? It was for no, three it was Star Fox Zero on the Wii U. Oh, right, the Wii U. It is that is a franchise that Nintendo continues to squander so bad. I mean, Star Fox Zero isn't all that bad. I mean, the controls were a pain in the ass, but it was something you had to get used to. They, we had an anime short. We had a better realization of what the universe could be. You could easily turn this into a, an action RPG or action game where you have plenty of arrowing segments and you fly around and destroy bosses, but you also have a dedicated story, a multitude of characters. Uh, everyone, one of the most famous Nintendo characters that still continues to get a lot of popularity in the in the Geek Scrolls is Crystal from the Star Fox Adventures. There's just, like, I don't get how they just never thought and said and thought, hey, you know, let's let's actually, like, build out this, this furry universe of foxes and dogs and birds and they fly spaceships and blow each other up. Um, Maybe that's why they don't want to go there. Is that your choice, though? Are you jumping on the Star Fox bandwagon with me to answer the question? Wait, what? No. Is, is, oh. that, is that your choice, or do you have another pick of what you think would be the resurrected Nintendo game? Oh, um, that would be close, but there's one game I would love to see absolutely resurrected that used the Super FX chip on the SNES. Vortex. Right. Vortex, Vortex. Vortex. Okay. There were like three or four games that used the Super FX chip that made it 3D. Star Fox was one of them. Super Stunt yep. FX was another one. And I don't know if there's another one after that, but then, oh, Star Fox 2. That was not released in the United States until this SNES Classic. And then there was Vortex. Like the Polar Vortex. That kind of Vortex. I'm trying to remember what it has a giant red robot in the, in the middle of it, of the cartridge. I, I mean, I uh, I keep on every time I keep on thinking of Vortex. I know I'm thinking of Vector Man, which is not even anywhere close, but <laughs> that was for yeah. the Genesis. All right. You want to go to our next well, question? Well, let me just. Well, you, you still oh. have to. Do, well, I was going to explain that real quick before we move on. Um, Yeah, Vortex is it's a. You have to save the Aki Dewey system from the Aki Do or something or you have to. It had weird ass names. But the point is that you were in a robot that transformed into a tank, transformed into um, something else. I, I think it was like a floating shield, something or other, and flo- and transformed into a jet fighter. It was basically you're piloting a transformer, and gotcha. you have to go and destroy uh, these alien machines in space on planets. It was a very difficult game. But the music and the gameplay was a lot of fun. The weapons were a lot of fun. Um, I tried very hard to get far in that game because it's like you use energy weapons and the energy weapons weren't so good. And then you had like bullet weapons and they were, they were more powerful. So, yeah, it was a. Uh, 
I would love to see that return somehow, just because we don't have a lot of mech games or vehicular games out there, and I'd like to see that explored more, on the, like especially if it's going to be on the Switch. Anyway, let's move on to the next question. The next question comes from CJ Anderson, and Corey's probably trying to figure out where this question is coming from. He actually posted a separate question. What? What is this? Going behind, what? out of my own thing for questions? What is this, CJ? Well, he's well, he's from Australia, and he didn't. And you put your post up late. He didn't probably see it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so he probably put it in the chat. That's fine. I understand, CJ, with the Australian go THQ. Plus, Nordic. he does. Plus, he does the cool push to plat. Uh, gate, uh, podcast and the push to pat level cap. So he says, "I'm not sure when you're recording next, so can I just leave a question here? Would you watch a spinoff series starring the shovel? The what? The, sh- the shovel, which I've never heard of. I know, and this question is specifically for me. Apple TV has one of the best TV shows ever, called Mythic Quest." It's about a development company that's making an MMO, and it's hysterical. Isn't that on? Yeah, I've I've heard of this before. I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix at one point, or is a YouTube? No, wasn't it a YouTube show? I was sure this was a YouTube show. I could be wrong. It's it's got some famous. It's got some famous actors in it. It's got um. Now Clyde Clyde has to look this up. Yeah, it's it's uh. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Either way, lots of yeah, famous it people. Stars, it's it stars uh, Rob McElhenney. Yeah, who is uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. He plays in that show. So he owns a development company, and uh, one of the programmers comes up with an idea to make a shovel, and they're like, "What does it do?" He's like, what do you mean? What does it do? It's a shovel. You dig with it. They're like, yeah, but is it a weapon? They're like, no, it's not a weapon. They're like, well, why do we want to put it in the game? It's an entire episode about a shovel. I like how the idea of you're talking about this whole thing, and I look this up on Google, and I see the the little, like, you know how they give you the basis of everything from every single thing? And the third picture is him standing there with a shovel. Yep, so I'm assuming that it. this shovel, like, the other pictures are just the poster, but every other picture that I look at is pretty much has the shovel in it. So she uh, winds up, Well, she winds up leaking the shovel to uh, one of their biggest, like, supposedly streamers. Yeah. Who is, I don't know if you saw, uh, it's a, a fam- famous kid plays him, uh, but the streamer's name is Pootie Shoe. So it's like a yeah, okay, yeah. We know and he's what... like a twelve-year-old brat, and he's like, "What is the point of the shovel? I can't even do anything except I can make dick pictures with it. I can make dick pictures out of shoveling." And he like literally shovels dick pics, and it was pretty. Uh, it's just hysterical. Yes, I would watch a spinoff of the shovel, but it's got to have pooty shoe in it. Fantastic. Uh, but. If you haven't seen it, or if you have Apple TV Plus, I recommend watching it. Probably one of the funniest things on that on that streaming service. So. Alright, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for your comments. Uh, if you do like us, please subscribe and rate us. Our Twitter is at GameStuffCast. Our Facebook is GameStuffPodcast. Just 
ask for an invite and we'll invite you in as long as you're nice. And we're the second, uh, we're, we're the one with our, uh, so the logo is a bowl of cereal with a Nintendo 64 controller. Just so you guys know, it's not the one with two people. That is, that is not us. Wow. You have been on and off this podcast for years and you still don't know our logo? logo? No, it's a, well, it's a bowl with controllers in it. Either way, yeah, it's so not. It's not, it's not a picture. It's it's a. Either way, it, it's a bowl. Would would be quote unquote cereal, but it's full of controllers. Do not click on the one where it shows two guys. They are a podcast that died a long time ago, and I know some of our followers have actually been joining their podcast instead of ours because they have grown in two years, and and they haven't had an ep- episode up. So make sure you click the one with the bowl of cereal. The bowl. Sorry, not the bowl of cereal. The bowl with controllers in it. So yes, it, that's very important because a very nice man by the name of Isaac Sago did do our logo, and I don't want to, I don't want to diss him. I love his, I love his artwork. So uh, we do have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash Proven Gamer. We do have a merchandise store. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Go ahead and check that out and get some cool hoodies, mouse pads, things like that. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, I'm at Kalai21, K-A-L-A-I, the number 21 on Twitter. Uh, Roberto's at Jehuti88, that's J-E-H-U-T-Y-88. Uh, Corey's at the Grounded Gamer, double D, no E. And, uh, Joe is at Mr. TMNT, that's capital M-R, capital T-M-N-T, 84 at the end. Um, you can also find us in the, the Facebook group, we talk there a lot. Um. Also, we're sponsored by Amazon. Just go to ProvenGamer.com, click on any Amazon link, and do your shopping like normal. We are also partnered with Humble Bundle. Uh, you can follow the link into the show notes. Uh, our charity is Extra Life, so it does help out the kids. Basically, you buy games, uh, you get to play games, and then part of that money does go to the Extra Life Foundation. If you like this show, check out our other shows. We have The Trophy Horse and The PG Spoilers. I also want to thank, again, Isaac Sago for our logo. I love it. And the band Take Away the Ugly for our song. Thank you so much. You can find all of their information in our show notes. So thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Game Stuff. May the force be with you. Have a good one, everyone. Stay safe, and keep on playing them games.